Hello, welcome to We Don't Talk About the Weather, political discussion that from the outside may look like screaming and crying. I'm Adam and this is Hugh. Oof, that's a that's a mighty sigh on the mention of your name. It is. It's not usual. It's, it's, yeah. It is actually pretty usual. <laughs> it's it's all... uh, we're here to talk about news and politics, yeah. as usual. Yeah. Nice to see that um, the, the Labour Party expelled a man who's been making anti-Semitic propaganda for the last 20 years yeah thank <laughs> finally they got rid of that. him yeah it's really good uh, it's really um, good a man who like did all that stuff about uh, michael howard and like i don't don't agree with michael howard but i wouldn't attack him for his for his heritage and you know that's and engaged in a weird campaign with the sun to demonize asylum seekers i'm glad that you know they finally got him yeah it's um, good that alistair campbell's gone now. it's a really odd actually i was thinking about the comparison between um Seamus milne and alistair campbell today it's like they're saying literally the same things about Seamus Milne that they were about Alistair Campbell, except with less of an admiring thing because Seamus Milne hasn't personally bullied anyone. What does um, that say about them? Yeah, yeah, there is that. It's that's um, not his reputation. Well, they thought they well Alistair Campbell was okay because he was bullying for something they thought was right, which was um, the PPI. <laughs> Um, PPI. Sure start. Yeah. They loved it. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's that kind of thing because they disagree with Seamus Milne's set. There's nothing he could do that would make them happy. Yeah. But yeah, so someone else is done as well now. Oh, uh, who's that? Finally you? done. Who's that? I, Gone I, forever. Well, I mean, look. This, Boris Johnson. Look, if you, if you <laughs> this had, court case is destroying listen, I have been paying very close attention to the news. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. since last week, nothing has changed except Labour must uh, support Remain. Yep. That's been the main story. Uh, that's the only story. And as far as I'm concerned, at the, at the top of the ship of state, everything is the same. Mm-hmm. Now, let me take a draft of this Coke. <laughs> And have a look at what's going on and with the have a look party. And see who's Prime Minister. <laughs> uh, yeah, Theresa May um, has announced she will be resigning. Yep. Um, June Didn't 7th. always agree, but I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> um, yeah, June 7th. Did you hear so. John McCain died? Did it's he? It's terrible. Oh, yeah, that's the terrible thing. Um, that's going to do terrible things for his campaign. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, so June 7th. Um, so, so. Uh, she, she is going to. dying. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> she is going to resign on June seventh, um, yep. uh, but she's going to stay on until the Tory leadership I think election that's is June done. 7th. That's uh, that's, I think that's around June seventh. Yeah, sure. I, I think they're going that's to soon. start start it going. There'll be a few weeks. Yeah. So I presume because oh, yeah, yeah, she announced that she was she was resigning. Then she had a week off. <laughs> yeah. So this week is their off, and then next week they're starting. Well, it's properly. like quit, it's like quitting any job. You like. You don't want to go straight into the new job, so you make sure you've got at least a weekend. Yeah, you know, you take your take the rest of the annual leave. They won't remember. Um, But yeah, so she's gone. A lot of people were doing that. Oh look, she looks so sad. Oh, there was a tweet of you know you've got to think of her as a person. My my favorite one of those um, was I cannot remember who did it. Bolton Um, arguing with Owen Jones. No, it, it, I, I did see that, but that that was very funny mm-hmm. because it's like, are you even trying to pretend like you're not cut up that this PM who you didn't particularly have a lot of time for is resigning? Mm-hmm. Like, on the one hand, it usually would be a, and so marks the page of history, <laughs> another title for, you know, they do that grand, yeah. like, historical sweep language whenever yeah. they follow the car going to Buckingham Palace or yeah. whatever. And this time it was kind of that, but it's like, but also we really liked her. Yeah. It's like, what? And my favourite my favorite mm-hmm. uh, conversation about it was somebody said, somebody like tweeting a picture of her crying face. 
and saying, uh, you know, you've, you've, it, it's such a haunting picture. You've really, you've really got a feel for her as a person. And then, on the reply, doubling down and saying, oh, look, guys, she's childless and an orphan. <laughs> it's like, yes. How is she expected to go through this trying time as a 62-year-old orphan? Millionaire orphan. Now I know, I know she was. Um, she lost both her parents quite young, didn't she? She was like twenty five um, when her. I think her dad died in a car accident. Her mum died of. Uh, I think had cancer, and they were, they were both both passed away by mm. the time she was twenty five. Right. Okay. And yeah, sure. I think you could probably say that's that's definitely prematurely bereaved. Mm. You mm. could probably use the O word yeah. for that one. Most sixty two year olds don't have parents. Yeah. Do they? Am no, I, I don't think I don't think they do. <laughs> um but yeah, that's the you know it's being a Tory is playing politics on easy mode. It's absolutely it's because it's incredible. You can literally deport orphans. Yeah. You can literally the, make orphans of their children. Yeah. And you will can that can then be called that. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, she's she was horrible. She did many racisms. Mm-hmm. Um, she did do one good thing. Yeah, she made a lot of police really hate her and the Tories. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I imagine most of them will just move further to the right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, kind of. I was thinking about like what the meaning of Theresa May mm-hmm. over the past little while, and it's it's easy to come up with like a meaning of Tony Blair or mm-hmm. a meaning of of David Cameron. It's kind of harder to do the ones after, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of John Major, who I actually feel like had it was. Prime Minister at a time when there was a huge social change, and so like him presiding over the kind of rem- like last gasps of of Thatcherism was somehow meaningful. Yeah, it's very meaningful to be the Prime Minister when keeping up appearances is on. I know exactly that's what I mean. Yeah, um, but with with Theresa May, it's like I mean, you remember kind of when when she she came in and. Under, I think it was William Hague, and she wore those leopard print heels. And it's like every kind of everybody knew what she was, as they do with most prime ministers. I think everybody knows, yeah. like, has a vague kind of idea about their character. Yeah. So yeah, Tony Blair was a slippery middle class lawyer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was David, a show me feet person. <laughs> yeah. David Cameron was a slippery PR man. Yeah. Um, he like Gordon Brown was a like son of a minister, supposed socialist who was dealing with the last days of Blairism. Yeah, and she was very much dealing with the the last days of um of Cameronism. Cameronism. Mm-hmm. There was like she was always kind of the apparently in the Cameron cabinet. She was always like the safe pair of hands, which is why they gave her the Home Office. Now it might sound like it's one of the like three big offices. Mm. But apparently within the civil service, like the home office is considered like the working class of departments because mm-hmm. foreign office gets to deal with like fancy diplomatic like yeah. junkies. The uh, treasury gets to deal with the economy. Mm-hmm. That's the most important they thing. They get to play in the money pool. Yeah. Growing the economy is the is the most important thing for a society to do mm-hmm. under, you know, neoliberalism. Mm-hmm. So they get to do some like important stuff. The home office deals mainly with on both ends of it, desperate, miserable, like well, yeah, vulnerable people. Tories like a lot of people. They like they like the racism sausage, but they don't like to see how the racism sausage is made. <laughs> and the Home Office is very much making the racism sausages. 
Yeah, it was like reading her... Because we don't really have much examples of her as Prime Minister when she was in her element. I mean, what? She was she came in in 2000, early 2016. Yeah. She had an election in June 2017. It's barely <laughs> a year. Yeah. Um, in which most of it was supposed to be consumed with, with Brexit. So you didn't yeah. get this idea of what she actually thought she was doing. Yeah. Um, but I was looking back at her 2016 conference speech. Mm-hmm where she was laying out kind of her idea of what it, what the Conservative Party and what Britain would look like after Brexit. Um, and, you know, she, she changes kind of... She doesn't do the, the hard-working families. She does working people. She was going to, you know... Um, pr- she was going to put workers on boards. Mm. She was going to um, rein in the big banks. She was going to tax... Like, like go after tax dodgers, you know. Yeah, she gave us... It was like... But that was her trying to steal some of the Labour policies. Yeah, uh, she she meant like this is one part of her speech that like just really stuck out like because the lesson of Britain is that we are a country built on the bonds of family, community, citizenship, of strong institutions and a strong society. The country of my parents who instilled in me a sense of public service and of public servants everywhere who want to give something back. The parent who works hard all week but takes time out to coach the kids' football team at the weekend. All that should matter is how hard people are prepared to work, whatever race, gender, sexuality you are. And it was like, that was her best kind of attempt yeah. at a pitch to yeah. the working class. Mm-hmm. And it for a while there, it almost seemed like she was going to do it. But she took that kind of very socially conservative, mm-hmm. socially authoritarian idea. There was um, a political economist called uh, Will Davies, um, who kind of categorised her ideas as this thing called the protective state, uh-huh. as opposed to the welfare state, which helps to care for people. The yeah. protective state protects people. Mm-hmm. So border controls yeah but at the same time um going after like predatory capitalism yeah basically um and she had one more quote obviously inherent in the idea of a protective state something that protects is who's worthy of protection Mm -hmm. uh she also said if you believe you're a citizen of the world you're a citizen Mm -hmm. of nowhere so that was always at the heart of all that stuff it's who is worthy of being protected Mm -hmm. who is the working person who i'm I'm here to protect. Yeah, you know. Um, and yeah. He's always been a racist. <laughs> yeah, it, that's the thing. I'm really glad that we we've come to an end now of snivelling liberal hacks saying, "What is this, Theresa May? She, I just don't feel like she's a racist. I just can't <laughs> see it." There's a go home van. I just can't see why she'd do that. <laughs> I can't see. It. She's deporting those gay Nigerians. I just don't know why. <laughs> there must be a reason. <laughs> but it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, but that's done now. Yeah, I mean, hostile, hostile. Like, she even said she was gonna. She, she was. Her time was defined by. Oh, that thing we used to do. That thing you thought was really harsh and mm. and, and really horrible. Uh, yeah, we're gonna stop that, and then not stopping it. Mm. She chose to go for the most disruptive Brexit possible, that would actually kind of threaten that ideal of security that she was so keen on promoting. Mm. And then it became very clear that she wasn't going to do anything about wages. She wasn't going to do anything about alleviating hostile environment policies. No. I don't, I don't know whether she thought that she could just do the same thing of, of promising actual, actual alleviation of those, of those problems at the same time as there's a renewed Labour Party offering like simple universalist policies yeah. to help address those very things. It's like... She seemed to rely way, probably her biggest mistake, relying way too heavily on the general hostility of the middle classes to labour, mm. to a socialist labour, 
doing her work for her. She, yeah. it's not enough for her to like kind of use uh, use the hard like the hard Brexit that she was touting early on was designed to fully complete the destruction of UKIP and their reabsorption back into into the Conservative Party. And during all of that, she got her she got the Conservatives in all in a row, but she forgot about actually dealing with Labour. Yeah, because the papers were already already seemed to be, and they were doing that. Doing yeah, they were doing that work for her. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously the two thousand seventeen election happened. You know. Yeah, and yeah, like inherent in all of that kind of stuff, the hard working people who mm. suffer. You know, they work so hard all the time, and mm. people, you know, talk about linking it to her like strict, like daughter of a vicar upbringing, mm. always doing her homework, that kind of thing. Um, there's a kind that's that traditional kind of English masochism oh yeah she probably around work it's like strength through suffering and oh, yeah. that's the kind of thing she brought to all of those like all of the fucking austerity horror stories we've heard yeah. immigration horror stories we've, we've heard over the years it's it's all she took that actually quite traditional conservative um viewpoint of how what am i who am i to deny people the moral lessons yeah of the suffering they're going through yeah she was i think she was probably the first proper protestant Prime Minister we had in a while. Yeah, certainly. Like, she was, like David Cameron, C of E, but she feel she felt more high church. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely it was it's more that kind of like base Protestantism of mm. yeah, you, you your suffering here on earth is designed as a moral lesson. Yeah, and by the fucking end, that's the only explanation I can think of for the repeated, just embarrassments that she put herself through. Um, I also think she was incapable of shame. <laughs> I don't. I actually think that the shame. I can only think that having looked at a bit of her, her background and how she was at university and everything, mm. that the constant thing is that she was the grinder. She would like work really hard, and it didn't matter how much people made fun of her. That she would just come in. She wasn't part of that like Cameron, like yeah. Cameronian clique. She fired George Osborne by saying, um, "You need to learn some emotional intelligence." From her, that's insane. Which is insane, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's it's, a bit. Ugh. Yeah, and you know that's that's the only explanation I can come in for just constantly dragging herself out in front of the cameras to do that fucking podium talk again and again for the last year mm-hmm. of the the 2017 conference where yeah. the sign was falling down, oh. the the kind of awkward dances, everything was there was a masochistic tendency to it of yeah. like I say, strength through suffering. But she's finally given it in. Yep, and she's gone, and I don't know. Do you reckon she'll quit as an MP? Maybe. I could no, she won't, because she'll just she'll just go to the back. No, I reckon now. I reckon she'll probably hang on for one more election, and then like because he's standing standing around for longer, being a proper masochist about it. Yeah, I mean, also presumably there's going to be and that like Tories are now looking for the next wave of mm. where their next wave like ideology is going to come from, their mm. next like party renewal figure, yeah. um, and you know that's not her. No. But yeah, so Theresa May, I'm mm. glad she's dead. Okay, so Theresa May's gone, yep. Mummy's left the building. Okay. So now, as a good left-winger, mm-hmm. I know you're racked with thoughts and guilt, like all of us, over who's your favourite Tory? Oh, God, who's your problematic fancy? Again. Which one do you fancy out of all of them? Now, luckily for me, I'm pure, okay. and I don't fancy any of them. Yes, um, because I only fancy like the, the 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 three musketeers of New Japan and Colonel Roy Mustang, and only one of them is a problematic fancy because he's a drawing. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but 
I've come up with an amazing way of working out who is the best Tory out of all the leadership hopefuls. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, this is my Kunt system, the okay. Kunt scale. Okay, so you where, might say you're a data journalist. Yes, I am a data journalist, and I'm going to be scoring all of the hopefuls okay. on conservatism, okay. unionism, right. nastiness, and talent. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, my patented Kunt seems, scale. It seems fair. Your it is. patented Kunt scale. It is, it is, and um, they'll all be using this. Hmm. Right. Okay, starting off. Okay. Andrea Ledson. Right, okay. Okay. So, bookies have got her in about 12 to 1. Right, okay. To That's be like an outsider, but still in the race. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so a little bit. She went to Warwick, worked in finance. Seems like she does lie about how much she actually did, though, when she was right. working in finance. Um, virtually everyone she's worked with gives the impression of someone who exaggerates their achievements quite a bit. Hold on a second. Yeah. Um, civil servants who've worked with her have described her as, quote, a disaster. Um, <laughs> apparently she found it difficult to understand issues or take decisions, and she liked to blame the EU for everything. <laughs> um, she was, like, quite a Remainer yep. until she went on a tr- tour of Europe trying to get them to reform, <laughs> and it pissed her off so much <laughs> that she became a hardcore leader. I've, I've been to Europe. It's fucking disgusting. That seems you to, should fucking see the state of it. That seems to be what happened with her. <laughs> and now she's hard Brexit. Um, remember, she was the one that said that being a mother gave her an edge on Theresa May. Oh, God, that old that old chestnut. Because it, that, that whole thing that uh, Niall Ferguson did about um, uh, Keynes yeah. by saying that because Keynes was gay, he had no stake in society, so therefore he was yeah. amenable to tax and spend. Also... Um, Said that men work in childcare because they're paedophiles. Um, <laughs> what? Nice. Yeah. Um, when questioned about how Brexit was going, she um, said that the press should just be more patriotic. Oh, yeah, and she <laughs> thought that Jane Austen was still alive. Okay. When she was doing a speech about like Jane Austen being on the £10 note, she described her as our greatest living author. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, just, a, just a little thing about her. Like, um, like, And then, you know, you have her voting record. Right. Which is, I'm presuming this is this is all taken into account for the Cunt score. Well, we'll go for, we'll go over that at the end of right. my little thing about them. Um, so she pretty much voted with the government on everything because, and this is something you're going to get a lot with these people. They're all going to say that they're different, and all of them voted with the government on everything. So it turns out um, that the party system and the whip system <laughs> actually kind of works quite yeah. in order to make sure MPs don't. Um, she did. She did vote against the government. Vote against the Tories when it came to. Um, she voted against investigations into the Iraq War. Uh huh. Um, and she doesn't like the high speed one. Ah, uh, okay. So that's, that's like one of her things. Is like she's more, you know. That's yeah. kind of Little Englander, like yeah. NIMBY. Voted against stuff. laws to promote equal equality and human rights. Um, Ooh. You know, just generally. And then it's just like everything else is just straight down the line Tory. You know, bedroom tax, cuts to welfare, all that jazz. Yeah. But you've got to remember, while doing all of that, a disaster who found it difficult to understand issues and take decisions. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Like, I gave her, like, this will be the first, like, I'll give you a little thing of how I was doing it. So, on the Kunt scale, mm-hmm. conservatism and unionism, I put like your average Tory about five yeah. for those two. Out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then nastiness is, you know, that's quite hard. 
to do because I think all Tories are pretty nasty. But we're going to say like your standard level of Tory nastiness again is about five. Yeah. And then talent, that would just be a scale of one to ten on how competent they have seemed to be when we've seen them on the deli box. Okay. And all that stuff. So I gave her for conservatism and unionism. Around six for both. Yeah, sure. Because she doesn't she's pretty seem standard, but pretty shouty. She's she's absorbed conservative, like I imagine mo- uh, quite a lot of them have, have absorbed kind of a basic conservative ideology as common sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for her nastiness, I've given her a nine because she seems really vindictive. She she has all, she, the only time I ever see her is when she's trying to self promote. She's yeah. really desperate to be prime minister. Yeah, like really yeah. desperate. Like she was the one I think we mentioned it a, lot, a couple of weeks ago. The last Tory election because it was down to Theresa May and Andrew Leadsom, and then she dropped out, wasn't it? I can't remember. But I think yeah, they were the last. That was two. the one of all the droppings out, and she was the one that had the like she the was, little march and all yeah, the men. Yeah, she had going, the march with all the all of her office yeah, staff. It was horrible, and it's like very like like has an idea of what populism is, but yeah. no real idea of how to actually infuse yeah. infuse people or mobilize nope. people. Um, so yeah, I could I could definitely definitely see that nasty yeah. school. And then for talent, I've just given her a flat zero. She yeah, she just she's never I, every time. I don't think she ever wins anyone over with her. I think she just annoys people. I think the only reason she's got the odds that she has is because she wants a hard Brexit and, has, and was the first one to outspokenly stab Theresa May. Yeah, she's been prepping for this for quite a while, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, if she was the only hard, very hard pro-Brexit person, mm-hmm. um, maybe she might have a chance, but... No. There are better options yeah. that do exactly the same thing she does. Yeah. Okay, so next we've got Rory Stewart. Okay. Who you might have seen doing Periscope videos in the style of Tommy Robinson, but one who went to public school. <laughs> um, where, you know, he's talking and, and talking to people and being all friendly and nice and all that bullshit. But, okay, so he was born in Hong Kong but, and brought up in a mixture of, it says Malaysia and Scotland. But he went to, I think he went to boarding school, so it's mainly Scotland. Yeah, mainly there, like, there is a, there is a kind of imperial link between like yeah. Scotland and East Asia, and it's it's not as uncommon, I guess, as, yeah. you, as you would imagine. Um, he went to the Dragon School, <laughs> which sounds cool, but it's just a prep school. Um, the Dragon Graduates. Yeah, um, and then he went to Eton, and this is where it gets interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, in his gap year, he was in the Black Watch. He was in the military for one year only. Uh huh. Then he went to Oxford to do PPE. Do you get to just sign up to the military for a year? Do you um, to... There are. There's I a way you of to doing sign one up year. for like two years. Or I think something. there's a way you can do like one year. Oh right. But um, is it be to, to is it go a... to Eton beforehand? <laughs> uh, well, I think you're going to see that there's a lot of connections this man has. Um, <laughs> then he went to Oxford to do PPE. Yep. Whilst there, he was a private tutor for William and Harry. <laughs> really? Yep. Fucking as, hell. as you do. Um, then after that, he went to the Foreign Office. Uh-huh. Um, was um, around Kosovo during the um, like Montenegro during the negotiations. Okay, um, like with the foreign office. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, so then, that would have been like ninety eight. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Then he went to Iraq after the invasion. Now this is a really good job title: Coalition Provisional Authority Deputy Governorate Coordinator in Mizan and Deputy Governorate Senior Advisor in Dakar. I have probably <laughs> pronounced those name those place names wrong, but. I imagine a lot of British people have, and at least I wasn't committing war crimes. I have to say, um, like, given the given the kind of imperialist nature of that war, um, the the outright 
balls they have to just use the word governorate and yep. governor. Yep. And yep. Um, why do you just call yourself? Job, why do you just call yourself Praetor? <laughs> what is it? He was like, I think this is supposed to be like solving tribal disputes, holding elections, uh-huh. and implementing developmental projects. Listen, we all know that the Tories are very good at solving tribal conflicts, like uh, India, Kashmir, <laughs> uh, Northern Ireland, Scotland, England, England, England. <laughs> um, he was in charge of a compound that was besieged by a militia, by a Sadris militia. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then he went to Afghanistan at the request of Hamid Karzai and Prince Charles. <laughs> the dream team. Yeah, um, because there he started the Turquoise Mountain Foundation, uh-huh. which is named after like a Middle Ages town or city, I think, in okay. Afghanistan, which was to do, now this is so sketchy, regenerate historic urban areas, renew traditional Afghan artists and architecture, and... Um, supporting sustainable development of the nation's craft industry. Okay. There's a lot of rumours that he's a spy. That sounds very Prince Charles. Yeah, it does sound ridiculously Prince Charles. But carry on. Um, but yeah, he was there for a while. But this is the thing: while he was doing all this, he'd been right. He was writing books. He did his. He did this thing, which a lot of people talked about, like he walked across Afghanistan on his mm-hmm. own. Um, there's a lot of credit. He's given a lot of credit for being able to speak another language. A couple of other languages, um, Middle Eastern ones mainly, which, you know, mm. someone in the foreign office who may or may not be a spy would probably be able to do that. Yeah. So he's been given a lot of credit by liberals for being able to do that. And it's like, but he learned that while as governorate. <laughs> it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility for the member of an NGO, like the intelligence services, to embed a member of their number in a non, like a, but an But Prince NGO. Charles asked for him to go there. It seems on the level. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he, can we can, we, can I just mention yeah. something that I did find out mm-hmm. about him? Um, there were a lot of like rumors about him being an MI6, but obviously mm-hmm. he would never come out and 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 say that. Um, he did admit that it does, given my career history, it does make sense that I would have been in MI6. Um, the other big clue that I think a lot of people missed was his mum was deputy head of MI6. Well, that's how he knows that you wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's like. So he, he does. He's done like a couple of travel books. Okay, yeah. About like my adventure. Being is it on? Is it him on the cover? In, like Caesar's diaries. Is it? It's, about it, England. Oh, like the diaries of the war. The war in Gaul. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it? <laughs> do, at any point, does any of the promotional material have him in uh, bleached chinos, <laughs> a blue shirt, and a kefir? I don't know. I've yeah. not looked. I, I can't. That's something. The I secondary can... imperialist thing that people love, other than I'm in a tank and I've got a helmet on. It's that thing of I can't. I I can't bear to look at him because it's like I don't like to criticize people for how they look. But like a lot of Tories, he looks like a melted candle. <laughs> um, he looks. He does actually look like a haunted puppet. He does. Yeah. He really does. He looks like that stole someone's skin. He looks like an American comedian's attempt to do a parody of a British politician. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um. He's also written one a book about um, the walk all along the Scottish marches. Okay. Um, well, so, oh, that's the thing. When he, he when he was in Iraq, he wrote a book all about how hard it was to impose the rule of law there, huh. and what he'd learned. Yeah. Yeah. And then he became and the the lessons he learned he used as an MP for Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing is, though, he's like done. In, he's like he says a lot of quite right things. He is. Like, he's on the liberal end, isn't he? Yeah, well, he says he is, um, because they all they they tend to say these things. Um, mm. 
But so like we're by I say he says the right things. He said that he was in favour of the war in Iraq, but when he was there he saw how horrible it was and deep and thinks it was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. He then he has then voted for like numerous wars. And he voted to not have an investigation in the war in Iraq. So, you know, it's like, hmm, I don't know what to believe here, Mr. Spy. Um, I, I'm not saying he's definitely a spy, but he's the kind of posh and not smart to be a spy. Yeah. <laughs> the British spy, especially. I, I did read, um, I hadn't heard of him properly. Like, obviously, I've heard his name, mm. but I hadn't actually like looked into him at all yeah. until he started doing these grassroots, like this attempt at like grassroots digital democracy. Mm. I'm doing all my shit on Periscope in places yeah. where it's open to the public, except it's not because you have to pay ticket. Like he did one in Kew Gardens. Yeah, yeah, it was like it cost in. like a tenner or fifteen yeah. quid to get in. Yeah. Um, and there was a New Yorker profile of him done in 2010, um, where it goes through. Like, it basically says what what he was uh, what he was doing. Tries to paint him as kind of an outsider, one of those like Heidi Allen style reluctant MPs. Yeah. It's like I can't believe it. which. The class privilege of actually being able to say, oh, I just kind of fell into being an MP. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I just couldn't say no. Yeah. Um, but he did, yeah. He said he he only voted Tory he, the first time. He voted Labour up until 2001 when he voted Tory, which was against his will because his while he was in Afghanistan, his parents put in a postal vote for him. That isn't what I've read. I read, and he said in an interview that, um, that he, was a, he was a Labour supporter when he was a teenager. And that was it. And he, then he well, didn't, no, no, I didn't say he was a Labour supporter. I said he just didn't. He hadn't voted Tory ah, okay. until two thousand one. The other, the other interesting thing was that they said when he was preparing to be MP, he mentioned to his friends uh, an idea that might help prepare him that he would live in a housing project for two or three years to better understand British poverty. Brackets. It frustrates him that he never did this. <laughs> so it's hard for him. Yeah, so hard. So all I can see is a man who says, "No, you see, I have." Only the best intentions. I have only yeah. the best intentions, and then does the opposite. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt bought the rights to his to one of his books, and Orlando Bloom was pegged to play him. Oh fucking hell! That must have been expensive. Yeah. He's for like... you to peg Orlando Bloom for a role. I mean, that's you don't just do that for any any kind of IP. That costs real walking Orlando, around money. Orlando Bloom has been pegged to play Jess Phillips <laughs> in her upcoming thing. Although that isn't really a thing. I was looking at that. And then loads of people on Twitter go like, I can't believe the BBC have paid any money for this. They haven't. They haven't. They... Red Production Company have given her a bit of money for the rights to her book, which they've described as that they might use to source, which means fuck all. And then Jess Phillips has probably gone straight to the Independent being all smug. I bet you. <laughs> I bet you that's what's happened. But more but, on this Orlando moonpecking. Yeah. But, anyway, so, um, but yeah, Rory Stewart. <laughs> yeah. That's him. Okay. Voting record is... Apart from voting against investigations into Iraq, it's just straight Tory. Yeah, Tory, Tory, Tory. I never get, I never get this where they they're so desperate to paint themselves as not a Tory and then join the Tory party. Yeah. Heidi Allen's exactly the fucking yeah, yeah. same. But um, okay, so conservatism, unionism. Okay, I was going to give him nine for both because I reckon he actually does. He's a true believer. What do you mean a super conservative? No, I think sa- I think he's stri- like he's, he's, like you look at his voting record and you look at he was in the fucking forces and he was in the secret special forces doing secret special conservative forces yeah. work. So hang on, do we get do we get one? Is there one cute score for yeah. Rory Stewart the man, <laughs> and then one cute score for Rory Stewart the persona? That his handler um, has crafted for him to in- infiltrate. No, that's going to get British too complicated. Politics. We're going to have to start scoring right. them on them and the mask that they lie about to show. Uh, just for him, world. because he specifically seems to be a, a, a secret agent. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I think he. Yeah. I think he cares about the union in a way like like he like hangs like he's MP for Penrith. Yeah, you know he cares sure. about it that kind of stuff. I think he cares about it more than a lot of them do. Um, yeah. He's a very soft Brexit guy. Okay. Um, as so that for what all that means, like I'm going to couch all that with. I genuinely don't know what any of the bre- their Brexit positions realistically mean because I think once they become leader, it could all go out the window. <laughs> yeah, Theresa May had hard Brexit and soft Brexit all at the same time. Exactly, and it just didn't work. Um, for nastiness, now this is where it gets. This is where it, I'm giving him a seven because I think he is seven out of ten because I think he is a liar and possibly a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think any of the other people on here might have killed someone. Um, mm. Well, not not actively, yeah. um, but um, actually, no. It's more the fact that he he pretends that he cares. It like seems he, like he, a very does like oh I know what it's like to. Do, 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 it seems do, do. like oh, a very well, like to, well, oh I'm sad that I wasn't able to live in a council flat. It seems that's very, a nasty thing to say. Yeah, it seems very well crafted, and it has the stink, especially considering the fuss that liberal journalists are making over mm. him. Seems very. Um, we were discussing this earlier, but like Clinton Democraty, yeah, like an attempt to, le- like yield, like go to the center. He's described himself as like the radical center. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing, I think it's more that it he's he's an exercise in going back to the notion of having a lord as your prime minister. Like David Cameron, for all of his poshness, he seemed like kind of the fuck up younger brother lord, whereas Rory Stewart seems like the the lord who. Get stuff done. Yeah, I think that's that the kind old, of shit. That going old for. Victorian adventurer tag is in, is incredibly powerful among a certain yeah. segment of the British population, and that's why I'm giving him a talent score of about seven because he literally can write. Yeah, which makes him incredibly Har- talented. He was a Harvard. Prof- he was teaching a class at Harvard yeah. at some point. He, wasn't he's he, not. Which, he's yeah. not as incompetent as the rest of them. I think everything he's doing is wrong. Yeah, but he's more competent than some of the others. Okay. Speaking of some of the others, Matt Hancock. Okay. 25 to 1, which is being very fucking generous. Yeah. Um, PPE at Oxford and a Masters in Economics from Cambridge. It's, yep, okay. Yeah, it's like, and easily one of the most profoundly ignorant men I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, I've forgotten down here in my notes. He's literally nothing. <laughs> um, he did have an app, though, that Big Brother Watch described as a fascinating comedy of errors. Because <laughs> it harvests your photos, your contact details, and other stuff. <laughs> he thinks a Theresa May's deal can still work. <laughs> awesome. He also said, complaining awesome. about Boris, and Boris saying, fuck business. He did a thing where he's like, fuck, fuck business. <laughs> he's pretty shit. <laughs> I've, got, uh, <laughs> I've got like a, a couple of, of, of things on him. Because okay. he was the one who I... who I I didn't look into many of them. Yeah. Because, like... I mean, Why did you waste time Bor- on Matt Boris, Because I didn't, I didn't know you anything didn't know about was. him. Okay. So, uh, he's Secretary of State for Health. Um, and he did the fuck is. thing. Um, so, he worked as an ec- economist at the Bank of England um, for a bit. And he became an... He said, he became an economist because my family run a small internet company. When you type your postcode into the internet and it brings up your address, they wrote that software. Huh. And so I think he was like um, innovation secretary, whatever that uh, digital technology yeah. secretary is. Yeah. Um, he did in October 2014, he apologised after retweeting a poem suggesting that the Labour Party was, quote, full of queers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Tories so much. 
Oh, it'll be sad if the Tories die within our lifetime because where will these people go? We'll just get like more. Well, actually, no, we'll get just as many stupid gaffes from any other faculty party. Uh, we'll get a lot worse middle managers. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, the only other thing is that when he naturally being involved in health, privatization of the NHS yeah. is quite a concern. Yeah. He previously said that the NHS would face no privatization on my watch. Yeah, and then this and he was. Allowed, um, didn't he? He was criticised for allowing 21 NHS contracts worth £127 million to be tendered. Sounds all right. Um, so. Yeah, so conservatism and unionism, I'm going to give him six for those two because I think he's a little bit more conservative than your average the average Tory voter. It's it's an interesting one. He, he doesn't come across as, again, he's one of those who has it as received wisdom because he's he was literally a, he's from a family of business owners. Yeah. Conservatism makes sense to them. Yeah. Um, his nastiness, I was doing maybe five or six, he's just an average level nothingness. Yeah, meaning. definitely. An absolute mediocrity. Um, talent, one. Yeah. <laughs> because at least he at least he has an app which harvests your data. <laughs> Andrea Leslie you, doesn't have an app. Have you, have you done that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, next, Esther McVeigh. Ooh, Esther McVeigh. 50 to one, again. Esther very McVeigh, generous. that low? Yeah. I yeah. actually would have put her higher, because like Why? she's... Why? Because she's one of the other... Like, the two women on the list both want a hard Brexit. But you'll hear what's different about okay. Esther McVeigh now. So she wants a hard Brexit. Mm-hmm. Um, things that make her a bit different than your average Tory, she spent two years in foster care, mm-hmm. did a law degree, then radio journalism. Um, but after university, she worked for a while at her dad's company. Um, it it was not very good company. It was like a building company. There was some, I think there was some like health and safety issues there but it turned out that like her dad said he didn't she didn't really do anything anyway <laughs> so you know she just hung around for six years claiming a wage on, as like a on the board so that's pretty tory that's incredibly so tory she started actually, off in that's... care but then really like went up that toryness very quickly she was a tv presenter on kids telly and she did a legal show with Anne Whitaker. really yeah. A legal show? Yeah, because she's a lawyer slash journalist. Yeah. I don't know what Anne Whittacombe is. I saw that video of her after the vote, after the Euro elections, and she's like proper gurning. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, she was an MP for five years, then lost in 2015, mm-hmm. and then was parachuted into George Osborne's seat. Okay. And so that's how she came back. Um, she is pretty standard Tory on mm-hmm. how she votes, except... Um, she's more of a homophobe than normal. <laughs> Hooray! Um, I think is that the one who's more of a homophobe? Yep, she is. She voted against gay marriage, um, and she, but she has also voted for a wholly elected House of Lords, and she voted against reducing capital gains tax and voted for removing hereditary peers. Yeah, that sounds that sounds proper. Like um, she didn't get the memo. <laughs> I mean, her family's literal owning of a company aside. That does sound like the, that sounds like the beginnings of what could be a working class conservative yeah. platform. Yeah, like not quite populist, but mm-hmm. definitely what Thatcher said rather than what Thatcher did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then the rest is straight down the like down the line, Tory. Yeah. Um, so with her, I was given a conservative unionism. Maybe I've got a, oh, you've got I've, a got, I've got a couple of things. Okay. Okay. Um, because again, she was this new kind of, uh, I mean, it was 2010 she came in, yeah. did you say? She was that new breed where they kind of tried to get more celebrities in and yeah. more like uh, different different backgrounds in. Um, she has consistently 
gone in on people with food banks with that traditional Tory thing of it's because they're too busy buying mobile phones. Yep. Um, uh, she made an untrue claim in 2014 uh, about the UK alongside e- other EU states being forced to join the EU from 2020. Okay. She described the rise of desperate families using um, food banks and emergency services as positive because it was the community coming together to support one another. Yep. Um, I have one more thing that okay. I did not know. All right. She is engaged to Philip Davies. Yep, because they had an on-again, off-again relationship when they were sharing a flat. Yeah. Men's rights activists, International yep. Men's Day, uh, anti-political correctness, is it okay to black up if, uh, if black people can white up? Philip Davies. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So, on the Kuhn scale... Yep. I was going to give her like f- maybe four for conservatism and unionism, four for those two, because like she's against like hereditary peers. She voted against capital gains tax, uh, capital gains mm. tax reduction. And, like, so I don't think she's that good at that element. Uh, she maybe I, I would I would put it a bit higher maybe because no higher than five. I would put it higher than that because it's it's that thing again it's working class tories feel the feel the ability to actually absorb what they've been told as yeah. the gospel truth as opposed to a convenient fiction to support their class position okay i'll give her a 6 for i, I reckon six. at least a 6 yeah i'm giving her a 4 for unionism though sure it's about because to i just help, i yeah. think she just doesn't care yeah um and then for nastiness because of the homophobia because yeah. of the food banks she's getting an eight. Oh yeah definitely for yeah. talent she's getting a two because as her dad said she was just a name on a piece of paper <laughs> um yeah so that's esther mcveigh yep next we go on to kit morthouse 100 ah, to he's, one he's he's quite recent isn't he? 100 to, he's not that recent he was like he announced a couple of quite a few days ago oh did he yeah. <laughs> 100 to one um he thinks that people want him because they don't know who he is that the the public want to change. That might not be the worst. I know thing that's that the thing. Of, that's not the most stupid thing any of them know, have it's ever amazing. said. Um, he wants a Brexit compromise. He did have the Malthouse comp- the Malthouse. Oh, amendment, that's where I know. Which yeah, was okay. to reopen the withdrawal agreement and renegotiate the backstop. It's like it's nothing. He's a. He's it's do a, it, do it again, yeah. and maybe this time, yes. Um, he was deputy mayor of policing during in London during the riots. Yes, and wanted pe- wanted to have much harsher punishments for people with quote dangerous dogs. Okay, um, because he doesn't like working class dogs. That's what the dangerous dog yeah. act is mainly a criticism of working class dogs. Yeah, um, yeah, I bet you. When his definition of dangerous dogs does not include some of those weird Belgian shepherds that are really scary <laughs> and frighten me. Um, and then, you know, despite, you know, people don't know who I am. I'm, you know, I'm just a, I'm an outsider. I'm different. I'm different, 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 different. The only thing he's done different is he voted to allow terminally ill people to, um, to kill themselves. To die with dignity. Yeah. Good which makes him different, which does give him a level of kindness that is beyond the wit of every other Tory. Every other Tory that has voted against that. <laughs> every other one. But him. Um, but yeah, but still, he's a piece of shit Tory. Yeah, I did. The only thing I've seen on him was somebody saying, "Oh, we need a fresh face," and he'd be he'd be the the new generation of Tories coming in. It's like yeah. if you look to him, he looks like a pudding. Yeah. Um, so I was five, 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 and then talent 
maybe a free. I would because I, would, I don't know if he's done. He's like the he's, he's not done anything. But I do think that people don't know who you are, so that makes you maybe a more likable Tory. <laughs> I would say that that socially authoritarian might push either depends how you think Ooh. about it, conservative or nastiness. I'd because say nastiness. I don't I, I, because I think like he's probably institutionally cruel yeah. rather than personally. I think nastiness yeah. is like personally. Okay. I think he's more like. Okay. He is literally socially conservative. Okay, I'm going to like go that, for I'm going to go for seven for conser- for cons- conservative unionism. I'm going to say just straight average five. Yeah, I think five for everything. Else and then nastiness, give him a five. Yep. talent a three because maybe his idea is a long shot and it will work. <laughs> Spoiler alert: it won't work. <laughs> okay, next one is Sajid Javid at twenty to one. Ah. The Saj, yeah. the Saj, the Saj. Saj. Um, Okay, Ash Sarkar, she did have a good thing about him. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, when racists say they have an Asian friend, he is that friend. (laughs) Um, Current Home Secretary. Yep, current Home Secretary. Apparently he got his interest in financial markets when Thatcher started to do all her deregulation and stuff when he was a teenager. Um, Quite a working class upbringing, Um, except not really because his parents owned a shop. Um, It's like his (laughs) dad was a bus driver. His dad dad worked briefly as a bus driver. They owned a shop. Uh, Um... At four, this is the thing that was like stood out to me. At fourteen, he borrowed five hundred pounds from the bank and became an avid reader of the FT, the bad FT, not the good FT that I read, and started <laughs> investing in shares. What bank lends a fourteen-year-old five hundred fucking? Oh, pounds? when he was fourteen, yeah. Hmm, that sounds like he got that off a family friend. Yep. That's all I like. I love that. I love that bit in the um, How You Got Rich stories. Mm. The bit where it's like, look, I had to work really hard. I saved up mm-hmm. and my uncle died, so I got 20 grand. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, he was a banker for a while, quite a while. Yeah. Um, before he became an MP, he was earning uh-huh. roughly three million pounds a year. Jesus. So I worked it out as like, someone worked it out as like a pay, tro- a pay cut of nearly 98%. <laughs> um, but when you're that rich, you got it's that thing with um with Tories, especially anyone when they like worked in the city and then they decided to become an MP. Why are they doing it? They're not doing it out of altruism. No. Do you think that he just spent because what you do, your yearly wage, you mm. just spend it in that year, <laughs> and then you've got nothing left at the beginning of the year, and then you start again. And that's, that's definitely this, how you that's how, how you work. For us, I'm sure that's the same for really rich people. Yeah. As well. It's definitely you couldn't he worked for two years and earned more money than I will ever see mm. or hold in my hands my <laughs> entire life. Um, when he came in, Jack Straw thought he was great. Says a lot. Just great. Yeah, he's like one of the ones. Like Jack Straw was like really nice about a bunch of Tories that came in. Oh, good lord. Um, Baroness Vasi has said that he engages in dog whistle politics, and no matter how much he panders to the right, he's too, he'll always be too much of a Muslim for them. Yeah, I think which that's is true. probably true. Yeah, he is hard Brexit and very racist. Yeah, he is super right wing. Yeah. Like, he is very hard right. Yeah. Um, he's an Ayn Rand guy. Yes. Um, yeah. Good little thing. His favourite book is The Fountainhead. Oh, Jesus. His wife once threatened to divorce him, apparently, if he wouldn't, if he didn't stop reading The Fountainhead aloud to her. <laughs> loud? 
Just standing at the lectern Hold in the on living a second. room. Hold on a second. Yeah. He was reading the fountainhead to his wife, yeah. thus giving her the benefit of his wisdom. <laughs> that sounds like altruism to me, mate. It does. It sounds revolting. Disgusting. Put down that copy of the fountainhead and pick up a copy of the fountainhead. <laughs> and read it privately to yourself and don't let anyone else look. <laughs> don't, any, don't let them look at your precious text that you paid for. It's all right. With the it? money that you earned <laughs> from that £500 bank loan you got as a child. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and like Sajid Javid, he's Home Secretary. You know who Sajid Javid is. He's bigger. Um, he's all, today he offered, I think he offered a bunch of extra policemen if he was made leader. Oh yeah, it was like, tw- he said, I will put 20,000 extra police yeah, on I'll the find feet. them for you. I'll like, give them what? to you. I'll give them to you. Because he will, of course he will. Because it's easy to do that when you're a Tory. Yeah. And he would, I imagine. He'll well, he give would, you no, less. No, no, he would, he'll give you less. The thing is, right, I'm not going to get into like police numbers or anything like that. We've made it very clear about yeah. how we feel about police numbers. But. Yeah. As an exercise in just sheer state management, yeah. you can't just make 20,000 coppers. I think you can out of offcuts. <laughs> <laughs> offcuts from the army. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, uh, Sajid Javid, like all the Tories, votes with the whip. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, he's, you know, cause, yeah. Yeah. He's nothing special. He's just a bigot like yeah. the rest of them. Well, uh, the thing is... Except he's a really rich one. Yeah. He's, he's got what I think we've talked about him before when mm-hmm. we were talking about conservative leadership candidates, and he was like second on the list behind mm-hmm. Boris Johnson in this old poll um, among Tory members. And I always thought it would be a perfect like because the Tories are looking for their their renewal guy, they're looking mm-hmm. for their next phase romance. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I I kind of get, I don't understand why he wouldn't be a, a kind of higher up the ladder he doesn't seem to be making any headway particularly no. because he's hard right yeah. and Tory voters are exactly the kind of people who would think we elect a Muslim Corbyn won't be able to touch him yeah because he loves Muslims and can't have a go at them on the a other, race-based level. But then there's the other 80% of members of the Tory party goes, we can't elect a Muslim, he'll instigate Sharia law. <laughs> Despite the fact that Sajid Javid is the kind of person who'd say, if you elect a Muslim, they'll instigate Sharia law. I just like the way that he's he's that it will come out if he becomes leader that he's a secretly a strict Muslim. And the obvious rebuttal to that is, he literally benefited from usury. <laughs> he was a literal usurer. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so with his scores, mm-hmm. um, he is a hard, he is like a hard nine for conservatism. Yeah, he is incredible. Unionism, I'm giving him a five because I don't think he cares. I don't. Think he, he cares really, the requisite think... amount to keep the union together. Yeah, that's the no, interesting more, thing. I don't about... think any more than any of the others. No, but I think that's the interesting thing about unionism on this whole scale mm. is that they're never very unionist until it comes to something yeah, like what... Scottish independence or Northern Ireland. Oh, yeah, because that's come out. All of them are in favour are against a vote in uh, in Scotland, but they would be. That's just standard Tory. Yeah. Um nastiness, he gets nine. Yeah. Um being home secretary as he has been, um he has presided over host- uh, he's presided over the continuation of Windrush. Mm-hmm. Of the Windrush scandal and the events that went along with it, yep. his continuation of hostile environment. Mm-hmm. Immigration vans are only getting they're only getting more immigration yeah. vans out on the streets. It's the same. It would be the same um, to his May. The talent I'm giving him a free because while he might have been a competent banker, uh-huh. that really doesn't matter. Hmm. He's got a certain evil, malign intelligence in that he knows when to shut up. I suppose that's the there most you can hope. Yeah, so maybe a bit higher. I would, I would say maybe a little bit higher. Four. 
Yeah, go four because also he he's benefited from the fact that literally but nobody he can't go up any higher because he like we already talked about he was giving away his ability to read the Fountainhead for free. <laughs> yeah, clearly he is not one of the elect. Yeah. Okay, next one. James Cleverly. Now James oh, Cleverly, he hasn't he been an MP for long, no. um, but he he seems to be on TV a lot. Um, because he's got one of those those things of being working class and black and a former troop, ah, so he's a very good okay. Tory to have on. Is, he was in he's in the army for only a year before he had to leave because of an injury. I could not find what the injury was, so I'm going to assume his dick was shut off. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen any proof otherwise. Um, but for him, because he hasn't really done much, I'm just going to read out his controversies <laughs> on the on his Wikipedia page. Um, August 2010 he posted a tweet in which he called Liberal Democrat Deputy Leader Simon Hughes a dick the full tweet said we may be coalition partners but if, but it doesn't stop me thinking Simon Hughes is a dick he later apologised it's not wrong yeah I know that's, <laughs> that's the first mark uh, that he apologised because Simon Hughes the worst person you know made a good point yeah, yeah. Um, in October 2013 he called scrapping the minimum wage an interesting idea <laughs> <laughs> hmm. oh this this thing that all of my supporters really hate, and all yeah. all all, bi- all small bi- all businesses hate. Uh, hmm, it's scrapping it. It's a bold, radical idea. It only um, came in in fucking nineteen ninety seven. In twenty fifteen, he was criticised for pushing through the closure of ten fire stations in London um, after the death of an elderly man in Camden following delays in the arrival of fire queues. Ah, okay. Um, it is impossible for them to say with certainty. I think it would be much wiser for the Fire Brigade's Union to wait for the details of that fire investigation to come out before they start making these opportunistic allegations. Just like uh, Grenfell? Yeah, exactly. When they started piling up the... Uh... Oh, no, hang on. It wasn't Grenfell, was it? Or was it Grenfell? Shit, what was that thing where they pinned down that fire? They tried to blame a load of stuff on a fireman. I can't remember. Was it Grenfell or was it something else? I think they did. They, they were Grenfell. They tried to blame the bloke who was in charge of it because they said he wasn't. He was telling them not to come out or something like that. But they've already tried to pin the blame on all yeah. kinds of people. Um, in 2016, he was asked to step down as a patron for Advocacy for All, a charity supporting disadvantaged people in South East England. The charity <laughs> felt he was no longer a suitable person for the role given he had voted to cut ESA. <laughs> he was felt to be no longer a suitable role for this charity yeah. after being piled high in blood and bodies. <laughs> Um, his um, on Radio Five Live, he said he'd previously watched online porn, had taken illegal drugs as a student, and is an atheist. Um, which I think Woo! will not, like, will not involve, yeah. will not make the Tories love him. But um, I don't care. We will call him the Party Prime Minister. But here's the, the last October 2018 defended the Tory London mayoral candidate Sean Bailey. Ooh. Okay. Over potentially. I'm going to say that's probably not potentially. Islamophobic and Hindu-phobic comments, because you don't get enough Hindu-phobia anymore. Oh, no, like, that not, was... Um... We do get Hindu-phobia, obviously, but you don't get it as much, like, in the bright lights of the main, the major leagues. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> of, a, of, of, like, Tory hate. <laughs> um, yeah, over potentially Islamophobic and Hindu-phobic comments he had made in a pamphlet and suggested that Bailey was implying that black boys were drifting into crime as a result of learning more about faiths other than their own Christian culture. Yes, that was actually, yeah, it wasn't allegedly, nothing allegedly about it. No, because it was literally a pamphlet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's James Cleverly, and it's going to shock you no end that he votes with the whip. Yeah. All, like they all do. Hmm. I feel um, like, so I feel like, it, I don't want to have to think like this, but having to think like a conservative, mm-hmm. you have to look at him alongside Sajid Javid and mm-hmm. say, we don't need him. We've already got one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like uh, that has to be going it, through people's minds. It will. It will be going through, through Tory's Tory, minds. Tory members' minds. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. But for him, I'd say he is a died in the wall. He's like a working class Tory. He's eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, unionism, I reckon, probably a six. The mm. people, the ones who are in the forces, tend to think more of all of Britain. Yeah, they attach in the, themselves in a sense of ownership. They attach themselves to the idea of Britain much more, more strongly. Yeah, yeah. Nice and he gets a good nine for defending Sean Bailey. Yeah, and then for defending Sean Bailey, he gets a talent of one. Yeah, <laughs> anybody could have could have seen that that was just sunk. Yep. Okay. Next, we have Dominic Raab. Ah, Dominic. Raab. Okay, the man who wouldn't vote for his own deal with, when he was Brexit secretary. <laughs> Um, he has hinted he would override Parliament to go for a no deal. <laughs> hinted. Coquettishly behind his fan. Over, override? Yeah, he'll just do it. Does if he they, mean... If they, if they, if they said, like, no, don't do it. He's like, I'll so, do it. I'm pulling the lever. So, Quick. no, no, it's presumably. So, he's in Parliament as, like, Prime Minister. Yeah. And uh, they've just voted down the Brexit deal for the fifth time in yeah. a row. And he just kind of steps. He steps. To Fuck his, it. Fuck he, it. We're taking it live. <laughs> he steps. Da- he steps down, and he motions to the doors, and that's when the <laughs> troops come in. Except their troops dressed as Civil War roundheads, like <laughs> Oliver Cromwell. And then he grabs the mace and go cast around these baubles. I don't think he'd say something that cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's more like override. What I do you think mean, it's override? More, he's more likely to slip on some pudding and press the big lever marked Brexit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a trap door under his own podium. <laughs> he studied law at Oxford. Spectators, oh, newcomer of the year, twenty eleven. Oh yeah, well if the spectator thinks he's good, fucking hell, yeah. God, complains clearly. about anti male discrimination. Oh god! It's one of those okay, guys. He's yeah. one of the writers of Britannia Unchained. Yeah, that's the big thing I remember him from. He's actually the one of the main guys who put that together with yeah. Quasi Quartet. Here's the main thing Patel. that he did. The main other thing he did. He wrote a pamphlet. Yeah, unleashing the British underdog. Ten policies to unleash the great British underdog. Okay, I'm going to read some of these out to you. Mm-hmm. Extend open access. The scheme that sponsors talented children from all backgrounds to go to independent schools. Uh-huh. Fast track troops to teachers to encourage more schools staffed by veterans to be set up in areas of deprivation. Give VAT tax breaks to charities such as Fight for Peace, which helped turn around the lives of Reinstate young. Wait, he supports a charity called Fight for Peace and wants to put troops in schools. Yeah, he does. Um, Pretty cool. Well, you know, that um, thingy, um, Ratchek in um, Slutter Troopers was good. <laughs> yeah. You got so many people to sign up. Um, <laughs> Reinstate young apprenticeships so that non-academic children can have a better range of vocational options. Uh-huh. Expand. It's when Tories say apprenticeships, you know what they mean. Yeah, it's so different. Expand opportunities for legal executives to encourage wider non-graduate entry into the profession. All I can hear from this is knowing the rest of his kind of outlook and mm. the obvious results of these kinds of policies. It's like, how do you feel about a caste system? <laughs> um, Give uh, some of these. Some of those are startups, micro businesses, zero pence, and uh, yeah, stamp okay. duty. Um, release dead equity for tenants in social housing. Release dead Teach equity. refugees English on arrival. On arrival, they come in, Force they get them. forced into the chair from the Matrix <laughs> and have the Duolingo owl implanted in their brain. <laughs> well, um, no, they have the Clockwork Orange thing, and it's just like him going, The cat. <laughs> Um, introduce a simple tax allowance for employers of disabled people to cover the cost of workplace adaptations. 
That sounds, oh, such a bold policy. How about yeah. we allow a tax allowance for carers? Yep. Um, he has voted for an elected House of Lords and for removing hereditary peers. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he is a Tory. <laughs> he is, he's a, he's a proper, like, free market idealist. Oh, yeah. He is 100%. I mean, the most obvious, the, the most standout bit from Britannia Unchained, that book he did, was uh, um, the British worker is the laziest and least productive yeah. in the world. Yeah. And it's always the worker's fault as mm. well in, yeah. that, in that kind of Which thing. is why, for conservatism, he gets an eight. Yes, very, very Unionism, he gets a four. Maybe even a free. Sure, because I could see he's the kind of Maybe kind a free. of free. No, I could see that actually, because I think he's probably a standout in that. I don't think he would necessarily dismiss the idea of um, a load of different little Singapores. Yeah, yeah. You know, as long as it benefited the the metropole, I don't yeah. think he would necessarily be yeah. against further devolution. Let's say of yeah. Scotland. Nastiness, he gets a nine because of the Britannia Unchained. Bollocks. Yeah, like that's an overarching ideological yeah. nastiness. And then definitely. for talent, yeah. he gets one because he wrote for he wrote that Britannia Unchained. He was he, he was also allowed himself. The talent should be one because he allowed himself to be made Brexit secretary it at is. a point when it was very obvious that yeah. they were a sacrificial lamb and that the prime minister definitely. was taking it over herself. Okay, next one, Jeremy Hunt, eleven oh, to one. Lord. Okay, he said that he's been saying that no deal is political suicide, but he's also said that it's better than no Brexit. He used to long talk about how this will just hand it'll hand everything to Corbyn if we have a no deal Brexit. But then he has also said that he'd rather that than no Brexit. Okay. PPE at Oxford, and he has the face for PPE at Oxford. Yeah. Um he was still pushing the football hooligan of like there's a lot of stuff everyone already knows about him. There's some a couple of things that I didn't know. Yeah. That that's what I've got. Um he was still pushing football hooligans did Hillsborough in 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he apologised and was like, oh, no, I didn't know that. Um, he was health secretary for six years, um, and everyone knows he did a really shit job. You know that. He was terrible. Well, he did a very good job at what he was aiming to do, which exactly. was privatise the fucking NHS. But while he was there, he brought Nimco Ali in to talk about FGM. He's the one that did that. He's the one who brought her into the oh, Tories to do that stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. Apparently, according to her, he asked her if, can girls like you have an orgasm? He has no! denied. He has denied it, but she said that. Look, <laughs> Phil, mate. Like at their first meeting, Phil, <laughs> Phil. Now, of course, if you're in that environment and you don't know anything about it, you're thinking those kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. But you need a basic modicum of <laughs> common sense and dignity and empathy yeah. for this really horrible thing of not asking that question. Mm-hmm. Um, he speaks Japanese. He taught Jap- English as a foreign language in Japan for a while. So he's he's probably more up to date with um, JoJo than I am. <laughs> I guess. So big, big anime fan, I'm Philip sh- Hunt. I'm sure he is. Jeremy um, Hunt, sorry. Yeah. Um, he what has a think? Chinese wife that he did refer to as Japanese accidentally at a meeting. <laughs> in <laughs> yes, front he of did, her. didn't he? That was pretty funny. Um, he is 100% not smart. He's That's me being very generous. He might be the most non-smart out of all of them you look at his picture you can see how non-smart he is now i've i've got friends who speak japanese i know it's a hard language to learn but he is fully proof that maybe it's not that hard <laughs> wait a minute hold on he's a fluent japanese speaker i don't i, no, I did not say fluent oh he is a japanese let's say okay. he speaks japanese and he taught speaks english as a foreign language in japan in japan which you don't I, you need to be able to speak you know it's not like he's a translator but yeah he is definitely a not smart person at all 
But because he seems like the kind of person because he's been around. He is was one of the people put in place when Cameron came in. He was well, yeah. He well, he was not straight away. He, he was, was put um, in as health secretary after Lansley. Remember Lansley when he straight because oh, Lansley God, screwed yeah. up because the first thing Lansley said was like, "Woohoo, we're going to make so much money off this health service." Slapping it on the back like you can fit so much private healthcare provision in this old building, and then everyone's like, "Hang on a minute," and it's like, "Oh shit, quick, get someone who's like not going to say that," and it's like, "Who's then, too dull?" Yeah. Then they wheeled out. Um, Jeremy Hunt turned him so he was facing the camera because he was talking at a wall. <laughs> he um, definitely seems like the person who was put in to like, if I keep punching in this direction and you get in the way, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, he's he's not quite aware of what he's doing. He's that of privatisation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was giving him conservatism of eight. Sure, yeah. Unionism, I was thinking eight. I think he probably loves Tory, loves, loves Britain. Like he says that. And I think he says it like that. It's like, I love Britain. And he wouldn't give up Northern Ireland because it's British. I think he would say that. <laughs> he did he, actually. Yeah, I was or just. Am I, wrong? I, I was just. I was just thinking about it because he's on the more Cameronian, modern-ish yeah. wing of the Conservative Party. Yeah. And then I remember that he he is absolutely no problem with deploying very very far right rhetoric. So, for 100%. instance, describing the EU as like the USSR. Yeah. Maybe a year ago. Yeah. Maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I would actually suggest maybe if it's not a deeply felt unionism, it's certainly a, an in, he's incredibly willing to pivot from one yeah. pole of conservatism to the other. Nastiness, he gets a nine. Um, he is actively responsible, certainly presiding and actively responsible for the thing that, if we're not careful, will be the thing that pointed to that is killing the NHS. Yeah. The uh, healthcare bill in 2012. And then for talent, he gets minus two. Because he is easily the most not smart of all the Tory. He is so, he is so, so, so profoundly empty. <laughs> like, it's all gone. I can't, there. I can't, in all seriousness, right? Mm. I know that he probably is pretty thick, but in all seriousness, I cannot, I cannot imagine someone who presided over the 2012 Health and Social Care Bill as so stupid that they wouldn't be able to do it he did that thing okay fine he gets a zero and he I goes mean, up from minus two to zero okay fair enough okay I, fine I'll give him he can read that's fine he can read I'll give him I'll give him a free um, talent and Maybe. as for as for like like his, his his chances like he's one of the most obvious faces like yeah. every nurse every doctor mm-hmm. knows who Jeremy mm-hmm. Jeremy Cunt is mm-hmm. and that's also why he, ne- he also they're never going to make him prime minister because the he's first time like, when so they announced toxic. prime minister Jeremy Cunt and then they yeah. go shit he's he's unbelievably toxic he's one of the few faces left yeah okay so the next yeah. one now one of the, this is the last the last two of the big hitters okay. Michael Gove oh, five yeah. to one he's described himself as a, as like a unity candidate. He's going for a softer Brexit. I kind of get... Like, he's making those sounds. Oh, he said that all okay, EU nationals will be allowed to stay. Okay. How generous. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. but it's like he's the only one saying that. Yeah. Well. Um, he went to Oxford, then did journalism and telly stuff. He did a t- television show, which has been talked about on Twitter the last couple of days, mm. um, called Stabbed in the, A Stab in the Dark. Huh. Yeah. With noted blackface performer David Baddiel. Yeah. Um, Noted racist. Yeah, have a look on YouTube, or I think it might be on 4D. Have a look at some of Stab in the Dark. It is atrocious. Michael Gove 
he went into this stuff because he was told that um, he was like a young Tory and he was told that he wasn't political enough mm-hmm. to be in politics. So he decided to go into journalism and stuff like that. Yeah. He is not even close to... He's not even close to funny enough to be on the same stage as David Deal of all people. He is profoundly unfunny. He did, like there's a clip that gets passed around a lot is him um, comparing Prince Charles to Hitler because of his environmental policies <laughs> on a Channel Four late night comedy you show. To, you love to see it. You love to see the left wing bias of Channel Four <laughs> before the before the like the execs really got stuck into it, don't you? Yeah. Um, he was. Education secretary. Yeah, he was he's, really terrible. We've he, talked about him a lot. How he, bad of an he is in a similar boat to Hunt, though. In yeah, that he will never be forgotten by teachers yeah. ever, um, ever. This thing I didn't know about: he opened a bunch of creationist schools, and yeah. then after being shouted at for two years, they banned creationism in schools. <laughs> um, he made a Weinstein joke in October 2017. What? Really? Yeah, on the radio. What was the joke? I don't know. I don't want to look it up. <laughs> um, but you can, yeah. But you know, and then he was told off for that obviously because what the fuck's wrong with you I think he made a joke about himself being abused by Harvey Weinstein or something like that he has written a lot of books about how much how little he thinks of Muslims yeah there was a was it Fahrenheit 9-11 I think it was called something like that that. or Celsius 9-11 something like that and uh, it was very much about how you see the tribal loyalty of the Arab yeah, there's a lot. They get along more with each other than they do with the rest yeah. of the world. But he has tricked a lot of people into thinking he's a smart man. He's not smart, he's pretentious. Yeah. He might be the most pretentious. Actually, that might be enough to put him over. He might yeah. be the most pretentious uh, Tory politician in this race outside of Boris. Mm-hmm. He has the highest self regard. That James, King James, Bi- sending King yeah. James Bibles. Oh, yeah. He at least has a an inkling for how to fight a culture war. He's yeah. just. It just makes my skin crawl. Everything um, about him. Conservatism, unionism, he gets nine for both of them. Definitely. He, because and he actually probably knows what they are. Yeah. Nastiness, he gets a nine. Actually, definitely. For talent, yeah. I'm giving him a five. Yeah, he is nowhere near as... He thinks of himself as the and gets described as the leading intellectual light. Yeah. But it's so bereft of any kind of political ideology. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I don't think he's as talented... I don't think he's as... He's as not as good as, as he thinks. I don't think he's as talented as Rory Stewart because Rory Stewart's done things, whereas all Michael Gove has done is sort of be there yeah. and be a kind, be a right wing journalist, and that's not hard. Um, okay, here he is. Yeah, the big dog. This is his house. Yeah. Oh God. He comes in at seven to four. Boris Johnson. Huh. No deal, probably, but who knows? You know of him. You know who he is. I don't. I literally you don't need to. Know. I don't have anything. There's no. There's no need um, to recount his there's scandals. Nothing at all. Um, he generally votes with the whip, though. That's another thing to remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is Boris. Allow, he does all the Boris stuff. Allow me to uh, uh, like because you know everything he's done. You yeah. know who he is. Yeah. Let me just preface by saying, I have never been able to properly underestimate Boris Johnson enough. Yep. It's not about his politics, which are bullshit, which I fucking despise as a socialist. Of course I do. Yeah, It's his personality and everything about the way he approaches life itself mm-hmm. is so grotesquely underwhelming. Yep. He's one of the laziest public figures I've ever seen. Everyone's talking about, but has been talking about Boris as a PM in waiting for fucking years, maybe yep. a decade, yep. ever since they had the, 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 ever since Cameron got in. Yeah. He disappears for like 
months at a time and comes back and gets the easiest ride. Mm. He has been playing this clownish buffoon thing for years and years while falling upwards into every position. I'm not even talking about he had to work hard at a point. He did fucking the Oxford route. He fell upwards into every kind of journalism magazine and he could have just festered there because there are thousands of those kind of people fucking bumbling around Kensington and Chelsea. But no... His fucking ego had to keep keep put him up, pushing him up. Yep. I'm not even mad about the fact that he was quite like kind of responsible for Brexit. I'm not that invested in Brexit as a political question, but undoubtedly he was one of those people who pushed it in. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's still coming down now, and the fact that his odds are so high, and it seems so obvious that he's going to become prime minister, is just a grotesque judgment on anybody who likes him and on the conservative membership especially for consistently voting for someone who his ideology aside is so obviously such a fucking incompetent clown that they can't see that is just unbelievable to me yeah yeah i agree wholeheartedly with all of that yeah um he became foreign secretary because they couldn't not make him foreign secretary. Yeah. They sacked him. And then he was, and while he was foreign secretary, he gaffed his way into that woman still being locked up in Iran. Yeah. And it's just the whole thing of like, I take politics quite seriously. For a person who's not a member of a party or doesn't, you know, do a lot of political stuff in public, yeah. I take my politics 10 times as seriously. I take human life 10 times as seriously as this person who's actually in charge of it does yep and most people do yeah you know everybody fucking does take monster takes actual life more seriously than this pumped up dickhead yeah okay so conservatism and unionism yeah i gave him question marks because i don't know i don't know he's the mystery he is, he's the mystery he end is, boss What's he gonna do? He is no one look, knows. He is definitely he, defi- he is see- definitely a conservative because yeah. conservatism can contain a vast array of different things. Okay. Conservatism at its heart is committed to the maintenance of a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what hierarchy, as long as there is one there. Yeah, yeah. So conservatism, he masquerades as a man of the people, but he clearly has benefited from the most grotesque privilege. So I would have to say seven. He has to be mm. committed. What about unionism? That. Unionism. He will. He has played the. It's uh, he has, down he, the river. Like he, he would get rid no, of. The, he, he I don't would, think he'd care about the DUP. I like, don't think. I don't. Again, all of this has to be prefaced with. I don't think he actually cares about it. But yeah. he has attached himself to the image of Britain as an entity so heavily that he cannot possibly allow it. I mean, it'd be like Trump going for. Mm-hmm. It'd be like Trump allowing the idea of. Uh, California or Texas to secede yeah. or to get more uh, devolution or, or you know to, to get more independence yeah. he will bitch about California and it's liberals yeah. and you know he can bitch about Texas or actually he probably doesn't bitch about Texas but name yeah. another liberal state Vermont yeah. right he can bitch about all of it but he would not allow it in any way to get no he'll use it as a counterpoint okay, and I so think he's probably the same I reckon probably again a 6 or a 7 okay give him a 7 Narcissus he gets a straight 10 um, he is one of the most two. F- the fact, like maintaining such a two-faced stance. I think he'd smile one. All he'd those burn. years, he, you, he absolutely would. Yeah, 
And then talent. That's a hard one. Talent's difficult because he's, he's so not profoundly st- lazy. He's not stupid. No, but that's he's the thing. lazy. He's one of the lazy... It, I don't know why that's... Because I'm naturally a lazy person. Yeah, we both are. I should be able to appreciate laziness. Yeah. I have to work because otherwise I'll die. Yeah. I'll starve. <laughs> but he, no, he or won't. I'll get evicted. Yeah. He doesn't have to, and yet he's still... Oh, I don't know. So what you reckon? Yeah. <sighs> I reckon probably a four. It has to... All of these have to have stars on them. I would put a four with a star. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give him that... Okay, so I'm going to go through all the, all the scores All now. the scores from this very scientific... You're a data journalist, remember? I am a data journalist. Uh, we're both so, data journalists. So, Andrea Ledsam, 21. Yeah. Okay. Roy Stewart, 32. Jesus. Matt Hancock, 19. Yeah. Estimate Vey, 20. Uh-huh. Kit Morthouse, 20. Sajid Javid, an 18. James Cleverly, a 24. Ooh. Dominic Raab, 22. Jeremy Hunt at 28, Michael Gove at 33, Boris at 28 with an asterisk because he has a special attack that might make him win anyway. Yeah, actually, he's got critical chance. He does. Yeah. So, but our highest score is actually it's Michael Gove. Gove. Wouldn't it? yeah. yeah, it's Michael Gove followed by followed by um, Figgy. Rory Stewart. Rory Stewart. They're the ones that are the most Tory of them. The so, most comp- like the ones that you'd say with the actually I'd say you know that's works out about right for what I'd reckon the Conservative membership would think and then they'd think, but Boris is so Boris. Yeah. I mean ultimately ultimately this is kind of a a real indictment of the state of the Tory party. Um the ones who let's face it, like the ones who've recognised the state that the Tory party is in mm-hmm. have been looking for a replacement since May. May was always the interim leader Hmm. was always the compromise Hmm. candidate ultimately conservatism in britain still exists it's just its institutional form is just like it's dying Mm -hmm. because i mean there are a number of reasons power power obviously doesn't benefit tories at all the preponderance of neoliberalism and the triumph of capitalism generally has just they have nothing to fight for conservatives Mm -hmm. are always better are always more effective at their most spiteful they are always looking for, and obviously they're spiteful against their enemies, but most importantly, they're spiteful against the previous generation. Mm-hmm. They're always spiteful, they're always most aggrieved at the previous elite who, in their eyes, failed to defend the correct hierarchies. So the new generation come in and they will they will do it better. They That's will, what the Brexit and Chain people will, were. The yeah, Britannia and Chain people. One hundred percent. Yeah, they hadn't the previous like Cameron didn't live up to mm. the promise of uh, unrestrained capitalism, mm-hmm. so we're here to do it right, and they will serve their most reserve their most spite for that. Mm. What, what's really happened is that underneath all of um, all of the talk about the Conservatives locking up like Brexit voters or Leave voters or anything like that, it's not divided around that. It's divided around class shards and social groups. Mm-hmm. The Tories have let's see what is the Conservative Party? What's its base? It's retirees. It's certain segments of uh, big business. It's socially conservative, which retirees might probably cross over mm-hmm. into the same thing, and people who are have a little bit and are like concerned about security, mm-hmm. which Brexit has kind of blown that out of the water for a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. like economic security people. Um, they didn't notice it as as like the coalition of classes that made up like Thatcher was so successful because she managed to unite small businessmen, certain segments of the working class, yeah. all into this class coalition that could guarantee her a solid base of votes. Now, not having that has kind of fed back into... I know, obviously, this isn't a general election. It's just Tory members and uh, Tory MPs and Tory members. But that lack of a voting base, that 
lack of new ideas, that lack of having to appease a certain segment of your base, mm-hmm. that has poisoned them because they don't know what to do. They're just recycling. You can see from this list, they're just recycling the same old yeah. ideas. Tax allowance, troops in schools. It's the same old thing and they've pummeled that for so fucking long, that neoliberalism with volunteerism and social caring. Yeah. It's it's so fucking empty. Every time they talk about the important issues, wake stagnation, uh, housing, anything like that, they never have anything to say about it. No. They never have anything to do about it because they're dependent on the people who benefit from the continued immiseration caused by austerity and mm-hmm. from capitalism in general. Yeah. And they haven't refreshed that class basis. No, and they're not going to. And they're not going to... Well, with the current... I mean, that's what this leadership election is about, presumably a lot of them are looking for the next messiah who re- weirdly who I, reinvents toryism i could i can't see boris getting more people joining the conservative party no um at all i can't see him like anyone who hasn't already joined do you know what i mean like yeah the, i mean presume- i could see someone i could see weirdly i there's a, i was on the weekend talking to people um and i could see people joining the conservative party if there was rory stewart which I don't that, say that. But I, I I couch that with, not me, and not well, anyone not you, that yeah. I would consider. Need a bigger house first. <laughs> um, I yeah. It was just there was a feeling I was getting this weekend. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, people who are not smart. Um, there's a like there's a fe- there's a yeah. I I uh, but I could see like. I don't think he has any ideas either because I don't think that any of them are actually as smart I think if you, if you were looking at him from the outside, mm-hmm. you would say he's got name brand familiarity, he toys with the populism, with the populist right, but he's one of us and we will be able to rein him in. He'll be like Trump, who? but we the Tory party, I assume. I assume the people who are looking towards the future of the, of the yeah. Conservative Party. I presume they think he can toy with populism, but that somehow he's got this... No, no, Boris. Boris, oh yeah. Sorry, sorry, I meant yeah, Boris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I presume they think he can toy with. Oh yeah, they think that's um, right. the populism, the vi- and they I can think. control him. Whereas someone like Rory Stewart, they would think we're not electing a Lib Dem, we're not electing a Change UK. Mm, I don't think they think of him like that. Um, but I think they'd. Ha- I think. I think it, it will probably come down to him or Gove versus Boris. Um, with him or Gove being this more liberal side, and I think they'll side with Gove. Because Gove is the, they think that, do you know what I mean? Like the liberal ones are going to think that Gove is the one that's going to beat Boris. And it'll come down to that. It'll come down to a fight between Boris and whoever. And the whoever will be the remaining, well not remaining, the softer Brexit guy. And it'll be between those two monsters. I don't know. Gove is so profoundly unappealing on every level. He has a lizard... He has a way about that him as, that you is say so that profoundly as, alienating. You say that as a poor left winger. Yeah, he's not to other people who are. He's bad also a, he's also a proven failure. I think of him in the same. Um, How's bre- he a failure? I think of him as uh, he got Brexit through. I uh, yeah. And he didn't I do think, it with I, as many lies as Boris, and that's what they'll say. I think of him in the he's same. The respectable. Brexit. I suppose I always think of him in the same boat as like. Yeah, Jeremy Hunt, because he was the face. He was a face of Cameronism of the the. Jeremy the Hunt came across through. as like as an ignorant boob, whereas um, Michael Gove was trying to put through good, honest learning by rote into schools. Yeah, and those damn left wingers tried to stop him. He's more equipped to fight a culture war. Yeah, yeah, it'll be him. 
Yeah. You think it'll be Michael Gove? Michael Gove versus Boris and Boris will win. Ah, okay. That's what I think. I don't because I don't think. I, yeah, I think that's probably. I think, I think you're probably correct. I think it's the MPs. Just... I think the MPs are going to be more. They're going to be slightly split on someone like Rory Stewart or Michael Gove, and they're going to be kind of right actually with regards to politics. I, I always forget which way round is it? Is it MPs vote for the two and then MPs vote do that? The they vote for the. They vote for the two. Yeah, and then they and like then they tear them down until there's just two. Yeah, and then members, and then members do the last then bit. Members do the last and bit. I just don't think anyone in the Conservative Party among their members. I, I think, think they're the all con- going to vote Boris. I think, I think Conservative MPs hate Boris. Yeah, I think but a lot I, more than the general public and their members. I, but I think that there's a core of them that don't, yeah. and there's a core of them and that will enough. go. This is the guy who's going to get us through to Brexit. Also, the ones yeah. that hate him think, "Here's the guy stupid enough to do it <laughs> and take the blame." Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Okay, that's us for this week. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on Blueberry. Uh, and we are can, on Spotify. And we are on Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good point. You can follow us at WDTATW underscore podcast. Follow me at BM Bergamo and follow Hugh at Tanner Smashing. And that's us for this week. Thanks. See ya. Bye. about the fighting game when Mr. Hoover said to cut my...